Hello, and welcome to Winning Retail. This episode features an interview with Simone Sweeney, Vice President of Global Retail Development at Lego Group. Since 2015, Simone has helped develop, lead, and implement global retail programs for the nearly 90-year-old brand. On today's episode, Simone discusses the concept of retailtainment, the challenges of opening 300 stores in over 40 countries over the last two years, and how technology plays both an inspirational and practical role. But first, a word from our sponsors. This podcast is presented by Dell Technologies and Intel. Together, we help you realize digital transformation across retail by driving IT innovation to better engage with today's connected consumer. Learn more at dellteknologies.com slash retail and intel.com slash retail. So please enjoy this interview between Simone Sweeney, Vice President of Global Retail Development at Lego Group, and your host, Tony Saldana. Hello and welcome to a new episode of Winning Retail. This is a podcast that's designed for you. We want you to turn the biggest retail disruptions into the biggest strategic opportunities. My name is Tony Saldana, and I'm really, really excited today to host Simone Sweeney. Simone is Vice President, Global Retail Development of Lego Group. There were three things that really struck out. One, of course, everybody knows Lego as a creative physical store, but the amount of technology, whether it is how to create models or how to essentially create a virtual experience or or even the supply chain and, and the physical retail technologies that get into the big flagship or even other stores, that was absolutely amazing. The second thing that struck me was just the commitment to ongoing innovation that you might see at Lego. Some of the ideas, Simone talked about one innovation, which is the Brick Lab, the absolute dedication to creating new consumer experiences is just absolutely fabulous. And then the third thing that strikes me is just how much of a fun and experiential commitment Lego and and Simone and others make. Of course, everybody loves Legos, children of all ages, as they say. But just how much thinking goes into creating a fun and an experiential place for children of all ages to play in is very, very interesting. I had a blast speaking with Simone, and I'm sure you will enjoy our latest guest, Simone. Hey, welcome to the show, Simone. Thanks, Tony. It's great to be here. Simone, you've had a brilliant background. You've hit several companies, the who's who, in terms of brand names, Apple, Motorola, HP, and now, of course, Lego. We'd love to learn a little more about your background. Yeah, I've been very fortunate, Tony, to work with some incredible brands in my my career so far, starting with tech and then moving over now to the wonderful world of brick-based toys. I actually was probably destined for retail from a very early age. I think my parents would say that I was I was born to shop, but I come from a long line of, of grocers and retail and food orientation. And so my first job in university was working in field merchandising and, and traveling oh. around a territory for Tropicana and Evian and an Australian drinks brand called Koala Beverages. This was back in my late teens, early 20s. And so it seemed a great fit when I moved to the UK. I was planning to only come for six months and 23 years later, I'm still here to keep going in that kind of field merchandising and sales role, which I I did and joined a field merchant sales company working for Motorola. And from there went into category management, trade marketing, a real focus on engaging experiences at the point 
point of sale. And from there into brand and marcoms, a couple stints in e-commerce and kind of digital marketing and sales before landing more firmly in, in the retail dimension. So I've been heading down this retail path from the beginning, but all, all of them, despite having quite different product orientations, really focused behind ensuring a fantastic experience of a product at that point of purchase and really connecting with, with shoppers and consumers. So it, it's been a really exciting career so far. And I, I believe you've also had the opportunity, this sounds very quaint these days when nobody travels, but across 60 countries, where has life taken you and in what capacity? Yeah, so I'm I'm very fortunate for the last number of years to be working in regional or global roles. So that has been a fantastic opportunity. When I was with Motorola, I spent almost three years in what we called the high growth market. So that was, I was based in Bangkok, but we were focused on wow. Southeast Asia, spent a lot of time in India, looking at how we could bring cell phones to the next generation effectively in the emerging markets. So we had about 60 countries within that region at the time. I then have gone on back into EMEA roles, so spent quite a lot of time across Europe, Middle East, across all of Africa, really back into emerging markets, but now in a global role with Lego Group. So really looking at how we can engage our fabulous young and and adult fans with brick-based activities around the world. So now we're working in just under 50 countries, and it's been a wonderful experience. I've been everywhere on business from from Egypt to Laos to Brazil to China, lots of China and India. So it's added a great dimension because a a common product, but a very different experience and a very different sales, very different marketing experience from country to country. Oh, you and I should compare notes. I love traveling. I haven't done a count, but I, I suspect we're in similar ranges of countries. But yes, it seems like your entire experience and career has prepared you for this great opportunity with Lego. The combination of marketing and sales, the the hands-on merchandising, the international experience. And as you said, children of all ages. I, I was just recently reading about the store in the Dubai Mall and... That's that's a fascinating place. I, I suspect you've been there. So tell us a little more about your experience inside there. So I actually haven't been to that store since it opened. It's it's an update, okay. but I am going on Friday. So I'm I'm I'm, I'm fortunate <laughs> to be traveling next week for holiday, but we'll pop in and, and have a little look, of course, and and take my two biggest critics with me, my kids. So that uh, that mall, that store in Dubai Mall, is a, a fabulous reboot of a store we've had in place in Dubai for a number of years. It has been it's relocated and it has been updated with our new retail concept, which we launched halfway through last year with our first flagship in New York. You can see it outside of New York now. We have over 70 stores in the new concept, but flagships in Barcelona, Guangzhou. We are opening another store shortly in Chengdu in China and extending that across both our owned and operated and partner estate. So what we have tried to create is a retail concept that is going to excite and engage our our consumers and our shoppers. And they are two different things for Lego because our, our consumers tend to be sometime adult fans, but also children and families yeah. who who yeah. don't have an income that they're spending. So they're usually along with a shopper who's either buying with them yeah. there and then or purchasing for a birthday or, or, or a coming treat or, or reward. We're trying to create experiences around the world that are really relevant and really celebrate the joy of creation and the incredible creativity and imagination that we see fans of all ages really bringing to life with their Lego brick building activities. So the this is, this is retailment. 
the, the concept of retailtainment, is it? Yeah, retail. Uh, yeah, exactly. So we, yeah. we have created this retailtainment concept to encompass what we see as a, a really high touch, inspirational, engaging, almost theatrical journey into this universe yeah. of, of Lego. The stores yeah. are designed to invite people into our, our world of Lego bricks and to inspire them to, to play, to let their imaginations and their creativity run wild, to showcase our, our portfolio to the best of its ability and really encourage people to have fun and to have a really super visit with us, no matter what their main attraction is in terms of theme, whether it's Lego City or it's, it's Lego Friends or it's it's um, Lego Technic, which is focusing also on our, some of our adult builders. So the stores and that retailtainment concept is designed to really engage and inspire Lego brick building. I'm familiar with the Apple stores and then many of the other companies, including Microsoft and then several others, including Amazon, have been playing around with physical presences. But the retailtainment seems to take this a step further, is it? Somewhere in between Disney World and a retail shop. So help us here. Walk us into one of your flagship stores. What do we see as you go in there? Fantastic. Well, so our stores are, all of them, whether they're flagship or or a smaller community store, are designed around trying to bring a a shopper, a visitor into that immersive world of Lego. So getting into an environment, almost the universe, where the Lego brick and a fun experience will await. So we've launched a new retail design last year in 2021, which is designed around that entry into that Lego universe. So we've we've created an environment where the stores look like they're built from Lego bricks. And indeed, you'll see the Lego bricks through the store. They're built into the, some of the core fixtures. You'll see our brick rivers, but mm-hmm. an amazing array of 3D wow models, all brick-based. In our flagship stores, they celebrate the local community or or, or a local cultural or landmark, some tradition. So they are designed to create a a fun Lego interpretation of of that local environment. So for example, in the New York City flagship store on Fifth Avenue, you'll see an incredible Lego brick-built yellow cab. Mm. Also a street scene, Broadway in Lego bricks, and some of our amazing characters from our various movie and and TV partnerships. The stores themselves are designed to ensure that our guests can have a fun experience. So we really focus on getting Lego bricks in hand. So we want people to be able to touch and to play and let their curiosity and their imagination run wild. We also ensure that lots of the Lego sets are on display. And if you can't see a set unboxed, that you can go and have a a digital experience where you can render that box and see what it looks like when it's built. And there's a little fun story behind that with the digital experience. And all of it is is curated and supported by our amazing store teams who are true ambassadors of fun and creativity, who are, are there to connect with our visitors, ensure that they're having a great time. So when you visit us in a, in a Lego store, whether it's a flagship or that smaller store, we yeah. want you to have a great time and, and play and really experience something new and exciting and, and very personal. 
Uh, I can't wait to get to one of your stores, perhaps the next time you're in New York or, or Dubai, where you've got flagship stores. Now, let me ask a slightly different question first about technology. So what role does technology play in designing and creating these retail tenement centers? So, Tony, that's a fantastic question. We see such an important role for technology in our stores, and that plays both an inspirational role, but also a very practical one. So speaking mm. from the inspirational perspective is that technology now enables us to do many of the things that 10 years ago we or any retail group would only dream of. So, for example, we have seen a, a huge interest in, and demand and a lot of fan activity in creating their own portraits and experiences of Lego in a very personalized way. So we wanted to create an experience where we could effectively capture your likeness and then allow mm. you to build yourself in Lego bricks. And so we created the Mosaic Maker a number of years ago. We launched it in our Leicester Square flagship store in London, which is just about to celebrate its, its fifth birthday. So it, it's a slightly older concept now, but that allows us to effectively capture a guest and allow them to build themselves in Lego to take home a kit. From that point, technology has moved on a great deal. We now have a solution we call Minifigure Factory, which allows you to create a personalized minifigure. So you come into the store and you can choose what your minifigure is wearing. You can customize it with your own drawing or the location or a seasonal event or activity or a favorite sports team, whatever strikes your fancy, and then pick the relevant hair, the relevant accessories. And it's an experience that we know resonates very strongly with our, our visitors as we've started to roll this out around the world over the last year or so. But that is a step on from the Mosaic Maker. So we have a, a printer in store that allows us to, to do that in five minutes. The, the interface and the software and technology that allows you to design that before you print it and the solutions that allow you to book that. We also have an incredible immersive experience in our New York City. City Fifth Avenue flagship Lego store, which is a virtual play experience along with a physical one. So in the Lego Brick Lab, you can go in and within a play theme space or a New York City backdrop, for example, you can build something with your, your bricks. So you can build a little spaceship out of Lego bricks. We capture the image. So we effectively do a 3D render of that. And then your Lego brick built creation appears in a virtual world. And then through touchscreens and projection, you're able to zoom that spaceship all around the theme while different Easter eggs and different experiences are triggered by your engagement. And so these are just some really practical examples of what we're doing. But then there's also the logistics of the technology. So we consider what will go into that store from the beginning. And it's no problem in, in the US or in, in China to get the, the internet and electrical firepower into the store needed to manage some of these solutions. There's no issues. But if you are developing a store, for example, in a historic European center, so for example, we opened a flagship in Amsterdam, about three years ago, just getting the internet cabling and the broadband speeds necessary to handle the technology is months of permitting and practical laying of cables and, and managing through that the, the regulatory and construction processes. So while technology is a great enabler, it is one that must be considered and planned. What's fascinating, Simone, about what you just said is the different types of technologies that need to come together. You started with design. So this is 
virtual design and simulation and, and construction-related engineering-related technologies, software, and of course, the hardware beyond that. And then you switch to virtual reality because you could take that product and do cool things with it in the virtual world. And then behind the scenes, the back room, the infrastructure, so on and so forth. So it's fascinating to see how the experience in these flagship stores is being powered by incredible amounts of technologies. It's not something that I would have expected because we tend to think of Lego bricks as extremely physical devices, but clearly that's not the case, is it? No. And Lego bricks are an analog play experience conventionally, but we have a lot of amazing digital and content properties. So that speaks to the evolution of the Lego brick and, and also the reality of how children play here in 2022. But the depth of infrastructure we have beyond the standard store operating solutions and the, the, the till systems and the different staff management elements that every retailer faces, we also really are looking at how technology can build these incredible brand and product experiences for Lego and how those come to life within that retail space. And that's where the retailtainment concept really comes in, is that it it is as much of retail is for for us, but for many brands, about showcasing products and creating that drama, that theater behind it. And technology is an incredible tool in our toolkit to do that, even though our product has a very long, almost 90 years, it's about to be our 90th anniversary at the Lego Group, a long history of physical Lego brick built construction play. Of course, Lego Group as a company has always, always been known as an innovative company. But the different directions in which that innovation is being stretched is is fascinating to hear. Now, earlier on before the recording, we were talking about Brick Lab. For our listeners, can you share a little more about that innovation and what exactly is it and what do you do with it? Absolutely. So Brick Lab is an experience that we have launched in one store so far, and that's our New York Fifth Avenue Lego flagship store. And it is a totally immersive play experience. So our visitors can book a slot either on the day or in advance to go to the Lego Brick Lab and create a Lego brick model based on a a journey. So we have um, Professor Frida Fizzywig, and she is a a mad Lego minifigure scientist. And she has a, a helpful assistant, Roger, who gets into trouble now and again. So we invite our guests to help save Roger from one of his latest misadventures, and they are taken into this immersive environment. It has multiple play themes. Right now, we're doing a space and an urban New York City scape experience where you can enter that theme, and we'll ask you to to build whatever takes your fancy. So in the space theme, it could be a spaceship. In the urban scene, it could be a hot dog stand, or it could be a taxi, whatever. Whatever takes that, that person's imagination on the day, wherever that imagination is going to take them. And then once you're happy with your Lego creation or your three Lego creations, people tend to get really engaged with it. We'll take that into our Lego brick image capture machine. And there's a bit of theater behind that where we essentially render it into a a 3D digital model. And then it flies out into that theme and you're able to then engage and play with it as you are in that environment. So you're playing both with the physical Lego bricks that you're holding 
in your hands that you've just had a great time building. And then you're playing with that through the theme. And there's lots of hidden Easter eggs and experiences that either are, are playing through the, the content or are triggered by by motion. So it's done with projections and with, with touch screen and just some really amazing Lego fun. <laughs> I definitely need to get there. Just out of curiosity, what's the profile of the people that book the Brick Lab. I'm just trying to see how well I'm going to fit in there if I book it. You will fit in great, Tony, and we'd love love to have <laughs> you there anytime. We have everyone and anyone coming into the stores and experiencing the Brick Lab and engaging with us across across every dimension. The stores are not just for for children, they're for families, they're for adults. And we do see a lot of multi-generational visitors in the Brick Lab. We see birthday parties for kids, we see adults, we see a lot of Lego fans coming to experience something new. So it really is designed to be something for everyone. And we really create environments inside our, our Lego stores that are very inclusive. I couldn't say it's this person that's coming because it really is that diverse. And that's one of the incredible beauties of the Lego bricks and and our pride in the joy of building is that there's no age limit on it and there's no age limit on fun. Oh, thank God for that. Now, (laughs) the no age limit on fun, absolutely. Now, Simone, in your role, you're responsible, of course, for global retail development. What's some of the challenges that you face? You're trying to obviously drive this construct and concept, and especially in these days where a little bit of fun wouldn't really be too bad, is it? But you've talked about many challenges. You're setting up flagship stores and the amount of technology that's necessary to do that is just mind-boggling. But what are some of those that you face on a day-to-day basis? Absolutely. Well, well, right now we're we're in a unique situation with still dealing with the impacts of COVID. And I think many businesses are are still dealing with that in a very active way, even as various governments and, and authorities start to relax some of the restrictions that are, are placed on citizens. But I'll kind of come back to that. Speaking of practical challenges, is that retail has been changing and probably has not changed at such a fast rate in, in the history of retailing, which obviously is, is many things thousands of of years old if you think of people buying goods that they need. But how they shop and the emphasis on on convenience, but also access that we have seen in the last two years or so within the the context of the, the COVID pandemic has accelerated a number of changes. But I think we're coming into a retail renaissance with the things that are so wonderful about retailing having been realized with the absence of it when people were not able to shop. And that that's a really great opportunity for us as, as retailers to seize those experiences. But the practical challenges of, of retail today are understanding what that opportunity is. Where are your consumers? Where are your shoppers? How would they like to shop? And in a global company like the Lego Group, we obviously have some significant differences of that based on the the country you're operating in and the, the maturity of that market, both in terms of the practical retail landscape, but also our brand awareness and engagement within that particular space. And so that's Getting the right product to the right person in a way that is unified and consistent globally is always a challenge that we are looking to overcome. Right now, we are also, like many 
looking at the place of physical stores in the face of e-commerce and the many evolving e-commerce solutions. Like if you go to China, you know, the WeChat mini programs that are on, on, on offer there and the incredible access and immediacy of those retail solutions that are, are digital but have that connection to the physical as well is, is almost mind-boggling, but an incredible opportunity. But understanding what our channel propositions are and what our total retail strategy needs to look like in order to deliver the right experience to the right person in the right place is is important. And it it isn't one size fits all for the reasons I just spoke to. Then we get into the practical realities of COVID right now. We can't Mm -hmm. actually go and see physical stores in many countries because of the travel restrictions for the real estate and the the project management and construction design teams because they can't leave their country or they can't enter the country we need to get into. So we are relying on partners. We're relying on, on drawings and many times we've received architectural details that are absolutely correct and then we go to build the store and they're not there's pillars where there shouldn't be and and there's electrical challenges so we are facing the reality of working in a virtual world for a deeply physical process in terms of developing stores but we're working our way through it and of course the the rising and continually rising raw material prices that we're seeing around the world the cost of steel the cost of acrylic different plastics and and resins needed to make component parts and the practicalities of shipping things from A to B when everyone is shipping everything much by sea. So it has certainly kept us on our toes the last couple of years. But at the same time, as I spoke to earlier, is there's such a interest in getting back into physical stores and understanding what what a physical store can offer and how physical retail works alongside the digital shopping experience and the incredible convenience has actually, I think, breathed a new life into the retail industry. And so while it, it has its ups and downs and its practical challenges, it is really exciting. And the time for doing things differently is now. And I mean, the Lego Group, we've opened in the last two years, almost 300 stores in over 40 countries and introduced a new retail concept when many people slowed down from their expansion. And it was not without its challenges, but it is absolutely with its benefits and its opportunities in terms of new sites, new markets that have traditionally been harder to get into, but governments relaxing regulations. So it's a really exciting time to be a a bricks and mortar retailer. That last point is very interesting, one that I absolutely agree with, which is now is the time for action and to try new things. Because I can foresee that, again, fingers crossed as this pandemic winds its way to a close, there's going to be so much pent-up demand for people wanting physical experiences. And just like I was thinking, wouldn't it be cool to go visit the Lego flagship store in New York? I suspect there's going to be a lot of people. And the fact that you at Lego Group have actually been using this time to invest in starting up new stores to cater to that demand is very, very nice to hear. Now, having said that, during this period, which hopefully is coming to a close, I suspect you've had to, as as many other retailers have done, try to work seamlessly using technology between the physical and the digital. So, For grocery stores, that experience has been you order online and then drive to the parking lot and pick up your groceries or whatever it is. In your case, as you've designed your stores, your physical stores to be a combination of retail and entertainment, 
And then there's a lot of cool designs that you can create there. But I suspect you also use technology for people to take some of that experience back home. So how does technology play a role in that seamless experience between offline and online for you? Absolutely. So for us, we have a really strong presence globally with lego.com, which is our Lego branded website. And of course, shopping experience online, but also multiple partnerships with key customers, whether they're grocery department, toy specialists, etc., as well as the presence and, and engagement on many of or all indeed of the global retailing digital platforms. But We've also looked at how you how you drive that incredible solution in through the stores as well, because it's not our place to dictate how someone shops. Today, you may want to buy something online because you need something for your nephew's birthday. Tomorrow, you might be in shop and wanting to get something for your child or for whatever that reason may be. So we need to be present and relevant in all of those places. And so we've really invested a lot of time and effort ensuring that we have a very robust, engaging e-commerce platform to, to work within, but that we've also brought some of the incredible digital experiences into the stores and also out of the stores back into e-commerce. So we have introduced live streaming, which allows us to do some of our unboxing or meet the designer events behind some of our our major product launches. We film those in stores. We often get our store teams involved. So that's a, a great experience within the bricks and mortar environment where it's created, but taken out through our digital presence through lego.com. We also use similar technology and content within the lego.com experiences in the stores in terms of the storytelling and the digital screens and the different activations we have behind some of our core lego themes so you can have a fantastic experience to see an incredible new lego set on lego.com but you should have the same experience in store and to create that resonance as well of course we have different omni solutions in place so one of the things we were working on just as the pen pandemic struck was was ensuring that we had a fairly robust endless aisle solution. We're now rolling it out to more countries, but so that you're you're able to come into store and you deeply fancy the Lego Titanic set, but it's a 1.3 meter build when it's finished. Thousands upon thousands of, of Lego bricks in it and a very heavy box to carry around. So while you you fancy that or the Lego ATAT, which is one of the another large Lego Star Wars builds we've launched recently. It's probably not practical to carry it around when you're out shopping or you're in a town city center for a, a tourist experience so that you're able to bring that home. So we've really looked for ways to bring that shopping experience to life in a more seamless fashion. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, that is fabulous. Well, very, very cool. Maybe one other question related to Lego, the company. I, I've always been a fan of Lego from a brand management standpoint, of course, coming from my own experience at Procter & Gamble and iconic brands and things like that. And I've always wondered, what is it that makes the Lego brand special? I mean, I know there's a lot of things that Lego Group as a company does to stay relevant, to innovate, so on and so forth. But what is it about the brand that makes it long-lasting? Yeah, it's, it's a great question. And it's one of the remarkable things about the Lego group and, and our incredible history. At the core of our business, in fact, everything that we do is our, our mission to inspire and develop the, the future builders of tomorrow. It is about 
developing children through play and harnessing their creativity and their imagination. And we know that children learn very well through play. And we have kept that at the heart of everything that we have done for 90 years. So it's an, it's an incredible kind of spirit and value that drives the business and that everyone within the company is, is deeply committed to doing and something that we keep in mind very much when we are, are introducing new products or we're, we're creating new retail experiences and concepts. And you do see that within our stores. But it has allowed us always to reinvent because there there is no limit on imagination and the incredible creativity that we see from, from children and the resilience and their passion in the world around them and also how the world is changing in terms of a, a greater focus on, on inclusion and the environment. Those are all, all natural evolutions of the mind and, and this incredible inspirational imagination of kids and so that's an easy thing for us to to harness and to play with for us it's about understanding and celebrating that creativity of play and so it it keeps us I guess young at heart and and having fun but allows us to constantly reinvent and and to celebrate that joy of building and creation. Simone thank you for sharing I mean we've covered a lot of ground here but there's one other piece of ground that I'd like to cover with your permission so we've talked about Serious things like Lego Group, the company, and retail and technology, of course, and and what makes technology seamless at Lego these days. But we haven't talked about Simone, the fun-loving person. <laughs> and I have a few questions there, if you're willing to play along yeah, for you. Yeah, absolutely. Go for it. All right, cool. Okay, what's your very first memory of Lego? That's such a good question. And it was my cousin, George, who was much older than I was. And we were around their house, I guess, probably circa 1982. So this is Toronto, 1982. And he had a Lego castle set. And he'd kind of, I think, outgrown it by this time. He was in his his probably late teens, early 20s. And so the young cousins were coming around. So what can we get out? And they had a Lego castle set. And I, I can still picture that set today. Little did I know that I would have a, a longer future with Lego would reappear in my future. Oh, it's it's funny to see how that works, isn't it? Very nice. All right, let's let's move a little more to retail. What's your favorite retail trend today? Yeah, this is a really good question. I was really reflecting on what that would be because we're exposed to so many exciting retail solutions. And as I'm sure, like me, you're always on the lookout for kind of what's the latest and greatest. But one of the things I really enjoy are pop-ups and seeing how brands that don't have a conventional retail presence are using a retail format to bring their experience to a totally new audience. And particularly those that are having some fun with it. So not so long before the, the pandemic, Magnums, the ice creams, did these fantastic, fantastic pop-up in London. They'd done one in, in Selfridges not long before, where you could go in and custom your design, your, your Magnum. And that's that experience of an ice cream that you know, and you would spend maybe two pounds or two dollars on, but reinvented with a playful experience in a retail environment in a city center where you don't expect to see it is kind of transformative. So that showcase of a pop-up, I just, I really like love because the sky's the limit with it. Oh, indeed. Yes. Uh, mix creativity and pop-up and then make it accessible wherever, whenever. 
Great way to great, test great. a market, too. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. I'm going to ask one of the questions. So what's the most fun app on your phone right now? Uh, see, I really struggled with this one because after a long, long time of tech, I'm trying to model the don't be on your phone all the time for my kids as they as they move into the world of, of technology. I am really back into Instagram, which is Sounds really not that exciting, but I've recently got into a, a new, I don't know if you could call it a sport, but a, a pastime of hula hooping. And there's lots of really wow. fun things on Instagram. So I, I've returned to Instagram and I do love my podcast. So I have hundreds of apps. And I guess as someone who worked for Apple, you'd expect there to be. And I have I have many that I have not now opened for, for some time. So I'm kind of getting back into those that are going to kind of connect me with people and, and inspire me to try and learn new things. So not the most jazzy and different, but I think an authentic answer with that one. I think the the important thing with something like this is is to make it work for you and combination of podcasts and Instagram. Hey, you know, if it works for you, that's brilliant. Good for you. Simone, thank you so much for giving us a little bit of a peek into Simone the person. I've really enjoyed getting to know you a little more here. But before we let you go, we also, on behalf of our listeners, what would you like to share with those aspiring Simones out there? Any career is a, is a journey. And I think that I would maybe start with the mantra I live by, which is you make your own luck. Look out for those opportunities and don't be afraid to ask questions, to try the new idea, to speak up in something you believe in, because none of us know what the future holds and you might just hold that future. So believe in yourself and and put those ideas out there. I think something that a lot of brands do forget in the excitement uh, or the the urgency of, of delivering business results and, and getting behind a, a strategy or an idea is to always focus on the, the end user. Who is using Using that product? Why does that product exist? And how are you going to help them know that this is the thing, this is the product for them, and that it's going to make their life better, easier, more fun, whatever it is. I think a lot of us get lost in the day-to-day, and sometimes you you lose sight of, of that. But always orienting behind the end user and that product's reason for being in the first place. And just keep experimenting and having fun as you work. There is no set path for any of us, and the best opportunities often come from some of the most unusual ideas. So be on the lookout for them. That's that's so true. You make your own luck. You have fun along the way. That is great advice. Simone Sweeney, it's been a real pleasure speaking with you today. Thank you for being here. Thank you, Tony. It's been lovely speaking with you. Ladies and gentlemen, we've been speaking with Simone Sweeney, Vice President, Global Retail Development of the Lego Group. I'm sure you've really enjoyed listening to the stories of retail and Lego and how technology is playing a big role in taking creativity to new heights. As is always the case, please like and subscribe. And uh, until we see you next time, keep reinventing retail. Thank you again for listening to Winning Retail. To find more episodes and subscribe to our newsletter, go to winningretailpodcast.com.